Well, thanks so much for making a pit stop here at the Speaking For Him podcast before the weekend kicks off. It is Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, of course, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. As some of you know, a couple weeks ago, we finished our series on what we have in Christ. It was by no means comprehensive, but I believe we basically looked at five different things that God, that God gives us through Christ. And so... Um, I was thinking about what to do for a new series, and uh, in talking to a friend of mine, Naomi, who comes on for our book clubs, she wanted me to do a series on Christian virtues, something that would hopefully be um, slightly geared to a slightly younger audience, but would benefit the whole audience, and talking about some virtues that we should embrace in the Christian life. Now, unlike previous times when I did an intro podcast, I do not think that the virtues we're going to talk about today will necessarily be the extent of the series. And if you have any other virtues that you think we should cover or ideas on how to cover them, please don't be afraid to contact us with the contact information at the end of the show and we'd be glad to include them. And while I have your attention, may I just uh, encourage you uh, to please um, uh, send in your voicemails, emails, um, anything uh, that you can think of um, that would encourage us or give us feedback for our 200th show. Uh, because as you can tell um, by the numbers, we are very close to recording that show and we would love to include your feedback in that episode. In order to leave a voicemail, simply go to our go to the blog, which you'll hear about at the end of the show. Click the voicemail link on, I believe, the right-hand side of the page. Leave a quick two-minute voicemail. I will get it in my email. Then I will be able to play it on the show. So I would really appreciate to get as many of those as possible. So just keep that in mind as we cruise toward 200. Um, also... I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but I want to get it in right here that we are now on Google Play Music. So we have a third major platform uh, to uh, where people can hear our podcast. And we're just excited about that. And we just, if anybody you know uses Google Play Music, you can let them know that Speaking For Him is now available through their podcast category. So that being said... Uh, Let's roll on into our episode, and Adam has our quote of the day. No one knows this, but I actually do draw on a chalkboard every time I say the the quote of the day, so that's what that is there. Hold yourself responsible for a higher standard than anybody expects of you. Never excuse yourself. That comes from Henry Ward Beecher. And I really like this quote because I think a lot of times in today's society, we do that. We excuse ourselves. We say, well, he was he was young, so that's why he did it, or he was drunk, so that's why he did it, or he was this or that, or she was this or that, and and we make excuses. I I make excuses too, so I'm not putting myself on a shelf that's different than your shelf. I'm just putting it out there that that is something that we have come to accept in our modern American society, and I don't think it's good for us. I think that we need to come to a place where we realize that responsibility for our actions is the key to freedom. 
I don't think a lot of times people think about the fact that, that when the founders founded America, they founded it with the understanding and the belief that people had the right amount of fortitude and personal responsibility to do the right thing. A lot of times we think of freedom as the freedom to do anything I want, regardless of the consequences. But it's actually the freedom to do what I ought for the betterment of myself and for others around me. And I think that if we get back to that, we will see a great revival here in America and across the world. And so that's part of the reason for this virtue series. And as we go through, we're just going to talk a little bit about um, three of the virtues that we're going to start with. And um, we'll just kind of read their definitions from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary and talk about each of them. And then uh, in the ensuing weeks, we will dig into each of them individually. And like I said, we will probably add to the list as we go forward. And as with other series, they will most likely not always be consecutive because there will be other guests and special episodes that will probably supersede the series. And so it will be a little bit scattered. Uh, But as always... I'm willing to make series sets. If you appreciate the series and you want to get it on CD, we will make sure that happens if somebody makes a special request with the contact information at the end of the show. And so to start, um, the first one we will be covering uh, as we begin this series is patience. So Adam, I know it's kind of long, but uh, why don't you uh, read... Let me see. Yes, why don't you read the definition of patience as recorded in the Webster's 1828. Okay. Patience is the suffering of afflictions, pain, toil, calamity, provocation, or other evil with a calm, unruffled temper. Endurance without murmuring or fretfulness and patience may spring from constitutional fortitude, from a kind of heroic pride, or from Christian submission to the divine will. It's also a calm temper which bears evils without murmuring or discontent, and it's the act or quality of waiting long for justice or expected good without discontent. Basically, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Uh, it's also perseverance. It's a constancy, a, a consistency in labor or e- exertion, the quality of, of bearing offenses and injuries without anger or revenge, and also patience is uh, sufferance. Uh, permission or a, uh, it's even a, a plant, actually, a species of rumix of doc. So uh, a lot of things there that tie together to be all patients uh, minus the flowers. Unless you want flowers to grow right away, then you will need patience. Yeah, and we may uh, investigate that a little further, the flower part, but we want to focus on, on the virtuous parts of the definition. And, and just really looking at this, um, I think um, – the interesting thing, interesting thing here is it talks about enduring afflictions, pain, toil, calamity, uh, or other evil as if, a fore, as if it's a foregone conclusion. You know, a lot of times we think, if, well, if we live a Christian life, we're not going to go through those things. And I think that we need to think about it in this way. If God called John, the Apostle John, to be in exile... And he called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to the cross. Why should we not expect to endure trials Mm -hmm. um, that he sets out for us 
for whatever reason. I think it's an unbalanced theology to believe that the Christian is not to suffer. Does that mean that we should intentionally do things to suffer? Absolutely not. I think sometimes um, people suffer for their own sake and they, they tell themselves and others that they're suffering for the Lord. So we need to be very careful that we get it right, that we have the right balance of those things. And as we dig into patience on the patience episode coming up, we will talk more about that. And then um, uh, Adam mentioned uh, the act of waiting long for justice or expected good without discontent. How hard is that for us? Right. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, especially in the political climate in which we find ourselves. Um, you know, I, I think of Psalm 2, and I actually pray it um, every once in a while. Lord, why do the heathen rage? And, and the kings of the earth imagine a vain thing. You know, we don't even have, you know, it used to be growing up that I could at least tell myself that we had, you know, strong conservative base on one side of the political spectrum. And I believe there, that there are strong conservatives still out there. Don't get me wrong. But, but I think we're seeing uh, today that we don't have as strong of a conservative base as we thought we did. And the candidates that we're putting up for president don't give us much hope. But we know that our hope is in the Lord and that he is working out a plan. And often he has to allow... Uh, people, and I would imagine nations as well, to hit rock bottom before he can lift them up. So, you know, we need to persevere. We need to continue to speak the truth in love. And we need to wait on the Lord. And then uh, Adam mentioned uh, the have patience with me and I will pay thee all. That actually comes from Matthew chapter 18, um, dealing with the um, man who owed a great debt to the king and the king um, said um, throw him in jail and he said have patience with me king and I'll pay you everything and, and the king said okay I forgive your debt not only will I be patient with you so you can pay off the debt I'll just forgive your debt then he went out and found somebody that owed him much less like by comparison like $20 and he said pay me everything you owe me or I'll throw you in jail. And the guy said the same thing that he did to the king. He said, have patience and I'll pay you all. Which, that was probably a realistic scenario. The guy probably could have paid him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he threw him in prison. So what does the king do? The king rescinds his offer of forgiveness and throws him in jail as well. And we'll get more into detail about that as we get into this patience episode as well. But just a lot of things that we're going to hopefully dig into um, in regards to patience. Adam, do you have any thoughts about this particular virtue and how God has developed it in your life or how he's continuing to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, emphasis on the continuing, for sure. Uh, it's interesting as, as you learn more about God. I know I have your intentions for doing things and your heart changes places as you start to see the world or try to more through his eyes instead of your own heart's desires eyes. And it's very interesting how patience becomes a, a big, a, a big part of that because so many times we live in a culture now where it's like, well, I want it now or I want to fix this right now or I have all the answers. I want to control the situation. 
Uh, but then God's word comes along and he says, you know, be patient, be patient with me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for your help for my plan to happen, but you have to be patient that I will move when it's, when it's the right time. So, um, thinking a lot about that word as you were talking about it, Andrew, cause it's, <laughs> it's not easy, but I would say definitely for growing closer to God and loving others, it's necessary. All right, and and as I said, we, we I'm excited to dig into this in the episode devoted to this virtue. And it's kind of interesting, um, when I was discussing uh, with Naomi putting this series together, the first one she mentioned was patience. And I always half-joke, half-joke because it really, really is true, that the one thing I learned from the public school system is patience is a virtue. Because that's the only thing I remember from the two years I spent in public school was my teacher telling me that patience was a virtue, which I'm sure my parents were telling me all along as well in different words. But that just rings in my head from kindergarten slash first grade. And that's about all I remember from public school. So I just kind of think it's interesting that that was the first one that was brought up. All right, Adam, can you read us the definition of honor? And this one actually is a little longer. <laughs> I said I said that the patience one was long, but this one's longer than, that, a little longer than that. Such good stuff, though. So honor is. is the esteem due or paid to worth or high estimation. So like it says out of Matthew 13, 1, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Honor is also a testimony of esteem or any expression of respect or of high estimation by words or actions as the honors of war, military honors, funeral honors, or civil honors. Uh, it, it's also the reverence and veneration or any act by which reverence and submission are expressed as worship paid to the supreme being. Uh, honor is also reputation, good name, as his honor is uh, useless. Um, true nobleness of mind. Also, dignified respect for character springing from uh, probity, principle, or morale, recessitude, a distinguishing trait in the character of good men. So uh, you don't have to honor my pronunciation of some of these words. <laughs> uh, but honor is also uh, an assumed appearance of nobleness, scorn of meanness, springing from the fear of reproach without regard to principle as shall I violate my trust, forbid it, honor. Honor is any particular virtue much valued as bravery in men and chastity in females. Also, uh, dignity of a man and noble appearance. Uh, it's it's godlike erect with, with native honor clad. And honor is that which honors. Here, that which confers dignity as the chancellor is an honor to his profession. And lastly, honor is also privileges of rank or birth in the plural. Uh, and then uh – Restore to me my honors, uh, civilities paid. There, um, then here a slave, or if you will, a lord, to do honors and to give the word that which adorns ornament or decoration. Uh, and basically, what you're seeing as I finish this up is that we could basically do a whole series on honor. I don't think we will. Mm -hmm. We may end up doing more than one podcast because there's a lot of good stuff here, as you said. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I chose uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary because I discovered that there's a website that actually has it online, which is Trey Awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. if I tried to pick up the the book, not only would I get a hernia, because uh, we, <laughs> we have the actual hardcover book, but it would be hard to hold and read. But having it online is like totally amazing. Um, 
And then it says, laws of honor among persons of fashion signify certain rules by which their social intercourse is regulated and which are founded on a regard to reputation. These laws require a punctilious attention to decorum and external deportment, but admit of the followest violations of moral duty. Court of honor, a court of chivalry, a court of civil and criminal jurisdiction, having power to redress injuries of honor and to hold pleas respecting matters of arms and deeds of war. So there's a lot here, and we won't go through all of it in detail tonight, but I just wanted to give you an idea of how important honor is. And much like in the beginning when I was talking about personal responsibility, uh, we see that there's a lot um, of personal responsibility tied in with honor. And we don't see a lot of honor today. Um, a lot of times on the, the uh, military holidays, like we just had Memorial Day recently, we see a, a lack of honor because people will post things to honor the, the military, the fallen military or otherwise military, and either people will complain that they're honoring living military when Memorial Day is supposed to be for the dead, or they'll complain that the that the presidents that put them in harm's way were uh, idiots, and and that's not honor, you know. I don't ex- I don't think that every president or every action of a president when it comes to war was necessarily the right one, but they are humans, and they are ordained of God um, to bear the sword uh, for of justice, and so. We need to respect that and honor that. And then also, uh, we need to honor our parents. That's going to mm-hmm. be a big focus of that honor episode, especially as we try to reach out to the younger people of our audience. And each of these episodes is going to have, uh, obviously, discussion period between Adam and I about the virtue and also, hopefully, a Bible story um, uh, a Bible story component. And rather than just read the Bible story out of the Bible, I'm going to try to read up on it myself and then tell the story in a fashion that makes it exciting and uh, uh, enjoyable in a, in a kind of a shortened form and then encourage you to go back to your Bible and read it. And for instance, for patience, we'll be profiling Joseph because if anybody had to be patient. It was Joseph in the Old Testament. He, he would know. <laughs> he went through some real hard times, but God prospered him in the end. And so just, just to let you know. And then uh, this this, this uh, Matthew 13, 1, uh, with Jesus saying, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country. Who rejected Jesus? It was his own people, mm-hmm. Jews. And that's when Jesus opened the... Um, the gate for the Gentiles to become believers. Now, I believe there are passages in the scripture uh, that kind of indicate that God wanted to use the Jews to reach the Gentiles, but because they were closed, um, he's actually doing it very much in the reverse today. Uh, He's using a lot of Gentiles to reach the Jews, and then he's also using Jews to reach Jews through organizations like Jews for Jesus but it's just interesting the way God's ultimate plan is being worked out, uh, regardless of what stupid things we as people do. Adam, do you have any thoughts on this 
issue of honor. It's going to be really cool to dig into it more because, you know, so many times in our culture today, it seems like, you know, honor is, um, you know, what you've accomplished in, in your work or, or what you've been born into with the name or the title of the career. But um, honor is a lot more about like character and the choices you make. And I'm very interested to dig into that more just to learn more of how that's going to reflect, you know, in our walk with God, too, because basically our walk with God is choices. And we're asking for his guidance in that. So it's going to be interesting to, to kind of break that stereotypical uh, stereotype of honor of, of usually being like, uh, oh, I accomplished this or I have this last name. But instead, it's going to be more about actions. Well, and remember, one of the components is that um, having an honorable name. And we don't often think about that either. Yeah. The things we do will determine whether we have a name that when people hear it, they think of it with honor. They realize that we have integrity. Or do they hear it and realize, hey, that guy's a, a not a very good guy. He's disrespectful. He doesn't keep his word. Um, and it's a lot uh, easier to lose people's trust than it is to gain it. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of gaining and maintaining a good name as part of that component as well. And Adam, as we finish up today, our third uh, definition that we're going to read is the definition of humility. Which says, in ethics, freedom from pride and arrogance, humility is also humbleness of mind, a modest estimate of one's own worth. In theology, humility consists in lowliness of mind, a deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of God, self-abasement, penance for sin, and submission to the divine will. Like it says in Proverbs 15.33, before honor is humility. And like it says in Acts 20.19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind. It's also humility, an act of submission, and where it says with these humilities they satisfied the young king. And the, the and these verses will most definitely be uh, a part of our discussion when we get to the humility episode. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention as well just this quote, which will probably might also pop up again. Uh, you know, we always struggle with humility because we hear in the Bible that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're made in the image of God, that we have a purpose which God made us. And so we should be able to live in the self-confidence that, hey, God has a purpose for me. He loves me. I'm a, I am a treasure because I am his. But we also know that we can, of ourselves, do nothing. And that uh, without him, our hearts would be evil and without hope. And so we have this paradox of having confidence that we're made in the image of God, but also... Um, realizing how low we are. And and so I like the quote. I think it's C.S. Lewis, and I will look this up and and bring it back for the the episode, most likely, when we do the individual episode on humility. I like the quote that says, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. (laughs) That's so so good. So it's not thinking, oh, I'm this horrible, wretched person, although that's not always a bad place to be. I do think some people wallow there a bit too much mm-hmm. um, where they're like, oh, I'm so bad, you know. And and, uh, and again, it's such a balance because part of me is like, yes, I'm so bad. How could God love me? How could he have wanted to send his son? 
Uh, but he also says that we are saints. He doesn't say, he doesn't tell us for life that we're sinners. He said you were sinners, and now you're washed from your sin, and now you're counted as saints. Now your name is written in the book of life. And so he doesn't want us to dwell in that mindset of always being wretched sinners. So I like that definition of humility because I think that it gives a perfect balance or a better balance to the way we usually think about it. Um, I don't know if you ever read David Copperfield or saw a movie of David Copperfield, but there was a character in that movie uh, slash book, book slash movie, named Uriah Heep. And one of the things that he's known for is telling people how humble he is. <laughs> and let me tell you, folks, when you're telling people how humble you are, you're not very humble. <laughs> I think you know that, but I'm just giving you a reminder that uh, that when you when you have that mindset, when you think you have to tell people, um, I, I always I always tease certain people, and they're like, "Well, I'm really skilled at this or whatever." I'm like, well, some people have, have enough confidence that they don't have to say it. They just know it. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness, I think that these three uh, character qualities are things that we all need to, our virtues are all things that we need to incorporate in our Christian life. And as we move, um, you know, through the next few months uh, of the podcast to a year, hopefully we'll be learning a lot about how to incorporate these into our lives and to become uh better people um i i've been thinking a lot about this and it may uh, become a regular slogan of the show as we move forward past episode 200 uh but really the speaking for him exists not because adam and i have it all together but because we know who does and we want to lead you to him and that's jesus christ and so um, continue to keep us in your prayers as we continue to put together uh, these shows. We're excited. Um, hopefully in late August, early September, we'll finally be putting together our Pilgrim's Progress reading. Uh, we have interested actors, and I just have to do some, some of the hard legwork to get it ready for production. And uh, we will definitely keep you uh, in the loop as far as how that's going that's just one idea and one thought about how we're moving forward. But before I get too far off track into a tangent, uh, Adam, can you give us just some thoughts of what's going through your mind as we've been discussing humility? Uh, definitely, once again, like the, the meaning of humility, because a lot of times it's easy to have that thought process of, uh, well, I'm, you know, Boy, I, I stink at this, and that person's way better, and you know you're, you're kind of turning yourself down that process. But I, I love the slogan you said, where it's like you know humbleness or humility isn't so much of thinking, um, you know, lower of your yourself. It's basically like not thinking much of yourself. And I just I, that's so good because it's true how easily we can sometimes go a little too far one way where we sit there, like you said, we get a little too far into turn ourselves down or thinking, well, I, I have to feel like I'm a bad person to be humble. That way I'm not exalting myself at all. But it's interesting as we learn more about humility and what exactly it is. You know, it's it's more of a state of just uh, being kind and not being prideful. But looking forward to really diving more into that one especially. 
Um, because that's that's one that, like I said, we can all work on. But I know even for myself, too, it's like, oh, I mean, that's going to be good. <laughs> and again, if anybody has any ideas on how to um, put together uh, these virtue shows, any virtues you want us to add, any ways that you have found work well to present these things, don't be afraid to give us feedback. Um, I, I thrive on feedback. And I don't get a whole lot of it here at the podcast. My email box is always open. I'm always uh, excited to hear if people are listening, what they like about the show, what they don't like, um, how they think we can do better. Uh, because I really do want to continue to get better. I've really enjoyed um, doing this podcast with Adam for over three and a half years and want to continue to do it as long as the door is open. Uh, but we need feedback from you, and uh, we're just glad to be able to be here every Friday. Uh, we haven't missed one yet. And we haven't. By God's grace, we will continue uh, to bring you fresh content. Um, I'm not a guy that likes to go into hiatuses for things, and I don't like it when my favorite podcasts do. So my goal has always been to put myself in a position where I don't have to send the Speaking For Him podcast into a hiatus. So that being said, continue to pray for us. Uh, continue um, to send in your ideas. And just, if you appreciate this Virtue series, share it with your friends so that they can uh, hear more about it as well. And if you're interested in um, getting the whole series on CD when it is completed... Um, we would be glad to put that together for you if we get requests. Um, I don't right now uh, put them on CD automatically, um, but if we get enough requests, I'll be glad to put that together for you. And as always, the uh, podcast is available for free download at any time, and uh, but it's not necessarily free to produce. So if you would be... Um, interested in helping speaking for him continue to do the work of the podcast if you're interested in seeing more videos on our youtube channel um then please consider donating i don't say that very often but i just wanted to put that in there at this point all right well that's all i have for you today i hope you've enjoyed this show and i hope you'll share it with others hope that you have a great weekend and that you keep serving the best of mass Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 